Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. of Go Simcha, the podcast, is proudly sponsored by Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala. Karen Simchas Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Go Simcha, the podcast. We're now in season two, episode two, and today we're sitting down with a legend. He is he's one of the original original singers in the Jewish music world. He is an absolute legend. We've actually had a majority of his family on the show in season one, and it is a big choice to sit down and talk with him and learn his story, and I'm sure you guys are all excited to hear it as well. So I'd love to welcome the great Avram Fried to Go Simple the Podcast, kicking off season two, episode two. Avram Fried, how are you? Hi, Zisha. Such a pleasure to meet you over the uh, over this podcast, even though we're thousands of miles apart. <laughs> But today's technology gives us a chance to talk. And uh, like I told you earlier, I guess after 40 years, I finally made it to go Simcha. Now I can look into retirement. Givald, Givald, Givald. I'm but, happy. But, I but, but, but you talked me out of it. You talked me out of it. So um, I'm going to take your advice. <laughs> I, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're you're not going to retire after doing my show because you put out some great music. I mean, you have well over close to thirty albums out there, and you keep going. So, I mean, please, good God, don't retire after after this. Um, okay. But nonetheless, it's supposed to have you on the show. I mean, we we've been we've been waiting for you. Um, like I said, I've had the majority of your family, your musical family already on our show. They mentioned you many times, told us some great stories about you, but now it's your turn to tell your story to our listeners all over the world, um, about how you got started in the music business and, and where you're headed from here. So what's your story? Hmm. I'm one foot. Oh, <laughs> um, you, you can do one foot, two hands. You know. Okay. Oh, all know. right. Um, where, where should we start? Actually, um, I'm told that I started singing at a very young age, uh, like four or five. And uh, besides my family that heard me sing, we were neighbors with the Rebbe's mother. Wow. The Babich Rebbe's mother, right next door. And uh, my mother, Allah HaSholem, would go visit from time to time and bring me along. And I was told that the Rebbeson would ask me to sing. And since I was a little young, shy little boy, I would go behind the curtain and I would sing some Chabad songs. And uh, tradition has it that she once expressed a, a, a bracha or a wish that this little Lavremola will, uh, will grow up and, and um, I don't remember the exact uh, quote, but the, the idea was that he would be Mesameyach Yidin on, on a big scale. So um, I guess you could say this was handed to me on a silver platter. Uh, the blessings that I got uh, from this, this holy woman. And um, here we are 40 years later. Um, and thank God people like what they hear when I sing. It, it, it doesn't cease to amaze me. I thank God for it every day. 
And uh, the idea was when I um, when I got a little early, a little older after being in a choir when I was a uh, until bar mitzvah. There's some recordings of me at that young age. Um, I decided it was time to perhaps bring the world some good positive messages because 40 years ago, a lot of Jewish music was still about the Holocaust and about pain and crying and tears and and uh, I would hear from the Rebbe every Shabbos and every Yom Tif such wonderful messages, great uplifting messages and I said, you know, maybe we should put these ideas to song and I remember one line that the Rebbe kept repeating um, which became the title of my first CD, No Jew Will Be Left Behind. When Mashiach comes, not a single Jew can be left behind. Otherwise, we're an incomplete people. And that, that was the Rebbe's great message. So let's start with that. No Jew will be left behind. And um, I've been trying to be positive ever since and bring uplifting messages. And um, I'm very humbled by this uh, amazing journey. Wow. And it, it truly is an amazing journey. I mean, you've said you said you've been doing this for what for close to forty years? Forty years coming up, coming up on forty years. Yes. Wow, that that's amazing. That is it is that, amazing. That is really amazing. And you've been through, you've seen it through the generations. You've gone through the different, like each each different each generation throughout music. And it really it's it shows in your albums. Like you, like I said, I was going through some of your albums, your discographies. You have so many different albums. And it, it's always evolving. It's all, and that's the whole thing with, with the Jewish music. I've noticed that throughout the generations, it's always evolving. And it, it's fantastic. Right, right. I, I believe that as an artist, I think the, the artistry of the, of the art um, demands, if you can, if you, if, you, if you have the talent and you have the, the blessing from Hashem, to be colorful. To be, obviously staying within a certain box as a Hasidic singer, I, I can't, uh, you know, try to do things that wouldn't be in the in the Hasidic mode, so to speak. So I try to keep it in the box. But um, if you can be colorful and and do different kinds of music, then then why not? So I have some Yiddish CDs, I have some Chabad CDs, um, and I, that's I think that's that's the beauty of it. Uh, the more colors, and uh, you try to reach a greater audience. So some speak some speak Yiddish, give them Yiddish. Some speak English, give them songs in English. Some like Chabad songs, you know, the real heavy Hasidic stuff, the unique uh, Chabad songs. So we give them that. So we, we try. I've been trying to, to mix it up. And uh, most recently, I came up with an Israeli CD because uh, I, I, am, I am enjoying great Hatzlacha in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, people, were, people demanded a full CD in Ivrit. So we did, we did even that. So add that to the collection. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, I was gonna say you you do a lot of English songs and they, and they're very well written and they're very well 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 played out. And I think it's part of what makes you who you are is that you're you're out there to inspire, you're out there to to uplift people, and it shows in a lot of your both obviously in in the Hebrew songs, and the Yiddish songs, but also in the English songs too. The message is very very positive. I mean. And like, just like I said, going through some of your albums and seeing the different songs that you put out there, um, and they've really become classics and really been there to be, be mischazic people over the years. And I think it's, I think it's incredible. Well, like I said, Zisha, it, it is incredible. And um, I, I've, I try to keep that focus that you, you mentioned the word uh, inspiring. I'd like to think of myself as, 
a potential inspirer. There are better singers and better entertainers out there than I, for sure. But I feel like I have, I have a message that I'd like to share, and that being positive and uplifting and encouraging. And um, so many, many, many CDs and titles basically deal with Mashiach, because that's my most popular topic, obviously. Yes. But, but, lately, but lately, as time goes by, um, I'm singing songs like Father Don't Cry and Keep Climbing, <laughs> um, trying to you know, keep people uh, strong and like, you know, we're almost there, we're almost at the top. What a shame to give up now. Um, but uh, truthfully, I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of ideas. But, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've done it so long. Hashem will help and give us new inspiration and, and new encouraging ideas and good lines for titles and good songs. And um, I look forward to bringing out the next one. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. So, so what, was, what was the Jewish music industry like 40 years ago? 40 years ago, um, there weren't really any young singers. There was Shlomo Kalbach, Oliver Shalom. There was um, David Werdiger, Mordechai, Mordechai's father, Oliver Shalom. There was Ben-Zian Schenker, Famous Mojitzer Menagin, Oliver Sholem, and Yazyam Tev Erlich, that we heard in our home, Yiddish, Yiddish songs. And then, of course, there was Chazonim, or Chazonis. But uh, other than that, as I remember, there wasn't, uh, that, w- that was it. That was it. And then uh, one day, a young singer by the name of Mordechai Ben David came along, and I think he opened up the, uh, the gates for the next generation. Wow. So, so, but back then it was, it was, it was MBD and, and then, and then you and who else was, was in that, in that, in that group? Um, I think Miami, Miami boys choir started also back then. Uh, there, there was some Pirches. There was Pirche, um, London started back then. I'm not sure. Um, Miami was there. Yerushmiel begun. Um, some other Pirches. There were the Rabbi Sons. I don't know if these names sound familiar to you or not. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah? Okay. So you had the Rabbi Sons. You had uh, Joe Amar, the famous Fardi, Fardi singer. Um, who am I missing? Oh, you're naming... But you're as, naming as, as a solo... Yeah, but as a solo singer, the younger one who who broke through the gates, I think was, was Mordechai. Wow. That, that's really, that's really incredible. Now you see like, there's so many people coming out and coming out and as, as singers and artists and things like that. And it's really, like I said, it's every, every, every day is like evolving into something, into something different. And even Absolutely. like, and even like your own, your own immediate mishpacha, like, you know, your, your nephews with the, with eighth day and Nelly Marcus and, like they're they've they've come up in the ranks in the music world, and they're very talented. They're very very right. talented. Would you say you had some ashba on them? Uh, that you have to ask them. I would say though that I would say that the the audience for Jewish Hasidic music is, is growing by leaps and bounds, and their tastes are different. They're not all just Hasidic people listening. Right. Um, and I think. Every one of every one of the singers today is is serving, catering, inspiring a different type of audience. I think that's the beauty of it. That there's no excuse today not to listen to Jewish music because you have every color, 
every shade, every, um, you know, and, and that's great stuff. So it's great stuff. There is no need to turn anywhere else. Any style you like, you can find it amongst Jewish from singers today. So right. It's incredible. It, it really is. And and that's as I say, like with with eighth day and with what they do, it seems like they have taken a little bit from from you. Like they their messaging and the way they the way they they give over their music, the way they sing, it does sound a lot like some of the albums you've done, like their English songs and the Yiddish songs and their Hebrew songs. It does sound and come up to a similar style of what you've done over over right. the years, and I think right. that's really they're, they're, cool. Yeah, their messages are positive. They have uh, very very you know poignant. Uh, deep messages and a fun package with very catchy tunes. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, a, if you're ever, if you're ever in a bad mood, put on eighth day, they can, they can cheer you up very quickly. All right. No, they, they were, they were fun to talk to. They were, they were, they were a lot of fun to interview. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was, it was, it was nice. Um, now you have a lot of albums and you just released a new single and part of what I was saying, how the music has constantly evolved into what it is now, I was listening to your single, the newest single you put out there, and I think it's really incredible how you mesh that classic, the the classic sound, with the 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 beat, with the electronic beat going on there, mm-hmm. with that with that. I guess I don't know how what you would call it. Yeah, yeah. But it today's beat, today's yes, sound, trap. Yeah. It was, it was, mm-hmm. it was cool. It was very, it, but it, but it didn't sound weird. It didn't mm-hmm. sound like it didn't sound, it, it sounded perfect. Like the way everything meshed together and the way everything was mixed together, it sounded really cool. And like, and that's like I was saying, like how the music world is evolved. Like you can see from like your first album and up until the single, like how mu- the music industry has changed so much. Like what, what do you, yeah. what's your take on that? Well, that's 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 exactly what's happening. I think today's young composers and and musicians are just very with it. They're just very hip, and they know all the latest uh, you know te- technological uh, advances, and and that they're going with it. They're using it. And on the single, I decided, you know, let's let's just break all the rules once and for all. We're going to break all the rules. Mm. I don't usually do I don't usually do duets. And uh, the fellow who composed it, the young Israeli uh, composer, Bensi Stein, um, when he sent me the song, he said, you know what, I'm looking to do a duet on this one. What do you, what do you say? There's some good, good young guys out there. What do you say? I said, you know what, fine, let's do a duet. But find me a guy who I don't know. I never heard of him. Let's, let's give me a totally new name that I never heard of. And then, of course, the music was like so different. So yeah. it, usually every, every Jewish song has an introduction, has right. an intro. This song doesn't even have an intro. It's just a couple of guitar licks and, and boom, we start singing. So no intro, um, no doesn't sound like any real instruments on, on, on the music. Right. I said, fine, let's let's go with that. You know, so I just I took chances on every uh, on every level. From so Ari Hill was the name that, that they introduced to me. When I heard him sing, I said, This guy is good. He sings with, with, with passion and fearless and he belts it out and he knocks it out. I said, This sounds great. And um, I loved I loved the 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 music to me had like this haunting kind of a mystical kind of sound to it. I wouldn't even call I, it an arrangement. I know what it's you like, mean. It's like this, yeah, it's like very spooky and mystical and spiritual and and um, it just it, I, I liked it at, at, liked it at, at, at the beginning at the outset. And uh, when I went into the studio, it became like a very haunting, longing, 
the words obviously are Abba. He was talking about, you know, Abba and Abba Melech Olam, and um, we put in some Yiddish words and some English words, basically talking to our Father in Heaven. So, hello. Yeah, hi. Oh, what was that? So it um, it, it became a, a song of prayer, a song of longing, and uh, and uh, like I said, the arrangement gave it that very spiritual, mystical kind of a feel. Like it's like transported to a to a different world, and people are liking the results. Very interesting. Yeah, because you're mashing two worlds that would probably not ordinarily come together. Meaning your Correct. your classic sound. Your 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 sound that you've you've built on for for the past four decades, um, mixed with this new sound, this new beat, this new way of doing things in the music world. Like you said, you're breaking all the rules and right. bringing this together, this composition together to make it. And yeah, it sounded like I said, you said it yourself. It sounded very spooky, very mystical, very spiritual, mm-hmm. and it accomplished the goal. Yeah, um, I think I think it worked. I've listened listening back to it. Um, I think it's it's a good listen. It it, uh, it it touches something. It touches something inside of you, and uh, that's that's the reaction that I'm getting from people who are, who are commenting on the song. No, for sure. Now, I was going to tell you it was it was actually funny. I was I was speaking to last week when I had Shlomo Simcha on the show. We were talking about Jewish music and mm-hmm. how it's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, I'll, I'll listen to a classic Avon Fried song any day over some of the newer stuff going on today, just because I for me I like that classic sound and like one of nice. the between you and me one of my favorite songs of yours is animami mm. and I, I i i it's one of your it's it's from your first album i believe and yeah and i just love the way it's the way the song is composed and i love the way the beat the rhythm and the beat and the way the music i'm a musician myself personally i'm a musician by trade um oh. i mean do what do you play guitar drum saxophone piano you name it, I play it. Um, nice. So, so I pick up these, I pick up these different, these different nuances within the music. So I love Animang because I just love the sound. It sounds, it, it sounds like something out of like the seventies. I mean, I, I'm assuming that's when it was written, maybe early, maybe early later, but it sounds like a very, very classic song. And I said, I said, just almost, I said, I'll listen to, I'll listen to some classic album Freed over, over a lot of stuff on the radio nowadays. Not well, that you have, you have you have good taste, Isha. You have good taste, but like you said, the the word is evolving. I think you have to you have to stay with the times. But but the danger right. in that is you can't you can't go you can't go out of the box. And I have right. my red lights that I would not cross. I have my lines right. that I won't cross. Um, but you know, okay, you give you give and take a little bit as time as time goes, as time evolves and the music evolves and the taste of the listener perhaps evolves, but nobody will argue with you that a classic is a classic. Right. And, uh, you know, and the, the trick is to write classics now. <laughs> That's right. the trick. To have songs written now that will become classics in, in, you know, in years to come. No, for sure. Now, regarding, as we keep talking on this evolution of music and you being in this world for so many years, what's your take on, on Jewish music nowadays and the influences of the, of the, out, of the, of the secular music that's penetrating this world? Well, obviously, I think it's penetrated too much. I think we've let our, our guard down. And uh, there are some songs you put on and you'll hear on the radio or you'll hear it uh, and you won't recognize that this is a Jewish song. You know, and that I think is is a danger. 
um, I don't hear the non-Jewish music sounding Jewish. They're not, they're not, they're not doing our music. So why are we, why are we doing their music? And um, besides the fact that I don't think, uh, if it doesn't have a Yiddish tom to it, if it doesn't have a Yiddish flavor to it, then what's the point? It can't have any, um, any spiritual uh, results from it. So if there's no, if there's totally void of Yerushalayim, if it's totally void of any anything Jewish or anything um, soulful, anything with a, with a Jewish heart or Yiddish tam, then it's basically just to, you know, have a hit out there, get people jumping, and which is, you know, to make money from it, you know, uh, making panosa from it. That's that's your that's your call. But I think clearly that uh, there have been um, borders that have been crossed, and um, I think that's that's a mistake. Hmm. No, I I, I I agree with you 100% on that one. And it's just so interesting because music has so much kedusha to it. And if, like you said, if it has a tom of a Yiddish tom to it, then there's so much, there's so much power with behind that music. But if we keep exactly. letting, if we keep, I, I'm also a Hasidish man myself. I learned, I learned Hasidus. I understand the, how these things work um, from that perspective and right, if we if we let too much in, then then it loses its it loses its its focus and it loses its kedusha, and then we're right. just left we're just left with a shell. And you know, Zisha, I think I think it's, it's very simple. If when we listen to a certain song, and we can clearly pinpoint and say, "Whoa, this sounds like this guy was trying to copy so and so," you know, in the non-Jewish market, this particular sound or this particular beat or groove. You can clearly tell that it was not it's not coming from from a holy source, so to speak. So it's it's so clearly identifiable that, you know, the person behind this just did not have any intention of, of uh having anything to do with Kedusha, or anything to do with inspiring Yerushalayim. Um I will say I will say to that to their credit, perhaps they feel that there is a an audience um that would be inspired by this or would be attracted to this kind of music. And if that's what they're catering to, okay. But if you're asking me, um, I, I, I would not go there. My, my music, like I said, I have my, my backs, my borders, um, as a, as a Chabad Chassid, I, I, I try very much to stay in that box because that was the reason why I went into music in the first place, not just to throw out hits out there and, and, you know, go with the flow, but to be careful. And stay within the box and have a Yiddish tam, a Yiddish message, an uplifting message, and that's that's my shlichus. That's my goal. Hundred percent. You know, it's funny. Like one, one of my rabbim once told me many years ago, when I was when I was when I was in in yeshiva, he said I was thinking about going back to that same yeshiva and trying to figure out what what the best what last best plan of action was. And he said, you know, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you mm. ask, I I I'm I'm asking what you're saying. You know, you you've been doing this. You've been doing this. For, for 40 years, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But exactly. It, it's good, quite, good advice. Good advice. I, I, I high-fived him. I said, I, I really, I'm, I'm with you on it. Um, but it yeah, is by interesting. The way, by the yeah. way, Zisha, there's a nice part about the, the difference of singing and speaking. Mm-hmm. I think it's Ibn Nachman's, I think it's Ibn Nachman's word, and he points out, uh, why is it that when, when people sing, you know, you have a kumzit, the more people in, this, in the choir, the more beautiful. Whereas when speaking, if two people speak at the same time, it gives you a major headache. 
in addition, in addition, in speech, there's no element of harmony. No, it doesn't exist. You don't harmonize when you speak with somebody. Whereas in singing, I could sing one line as a musician. You could sing another line, and it only adds beauty to the melody. What's what's the difference? So he gives a simple classic answer because when you speak, it's the body that's speaking, and a body takes up space. So if I'm speaking, you can't speak. If I'm saying one something, you can't say anything else. Whereas by singing, it's the neshama that's singing. In the world of neshama, there's room for everybody. The more, the better. And you have an element of harmony. I could sing one line, you could sing another line. There's no egos there. It's all, all, all neshama. It's all spiritual. So I think we have to keep that in focus and remember that Nagina, especially from the holy sources that we're, we're taught that how holy Nagina is and the Shira Salavim, uh, it helped uh, with the carbon in the Beis Amigdash that sort of gave, gave the carbon wings to fly and, and be accepted up on high. So we're talking about a very serious gift that Hashem gave us here. And I think if we keep that in mind, uh, we stay focused. 100%. 100%. No, it's, in, it's interesting we're talking about this. I, I recently heard that they, they came out with some psak in, in, in Lakewood in New York that you, that you can't have no, no more like non-Jewish flavored music at the chasanas. Mm. And that's what I heard. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I, so you mentioned, you mentioned a very, very um, sticky thing, the, the weddings. The weddings. Yeah. I have a very difficult time with Hassan Kala walking down to Broadway songs or to non-Jewish. It's the holiest moment of their life. And they're coming down to a, to a song that's not from a, from a holy source. I mean, that to me is like such a, such a bad call. And then, um, and then what goes on at, at the end of the weddings, they go totally... Uh, <laughs> How shall we call it? Um, yes, I, like I said, I think we, we've crossed some lines. It's, it's good to get your perspective on this because, again, you're you're a legend. You're a seasoned professional in the in this in this world, and you you've seen it all. You've seen, you know, you you played in the in the door with Karbach and and right. the likes of them, and you've seen and you've seen how things evolve, and. Right. You know, you're still you're still in the game. I mean, you still do weddings. You'll you'll still do chasanas. You'll still oh, you'll if, still... I, if, I'm, if I'm invited, yes, if I'm invited. <laughs> yeah, Baruch Hashem. But I'm yeah. actually uh, doing a wedding in, in Paris. Uh, after we speak, I'm heading to the airport. So. Oh wow, Thank that's God. really Thank that's God. really cool. So there's nothing more holy. There's nothing more special when you're standing under, you know, with the band next to the chasan kalavo coming down to the chuppah and you sing a holy song. Uh, and there are plenty of them. There are plenty of songs that Hassan Kala can walk down to that are holy, that are pure, that fit the moment of Hassan Kala starting their life together on a pure note, on a, on a holy note. And to have that moment tarred and, and, and blackened by, by a Broadway song or a, I don't know, it just, I, I don't get it. I don't get I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Now, since you've been around for so long, you've you've seen you've seen things. You've you've had fun in this in the music world. What's one of the most memorable experiences you had? What's one of the most memorable things you've done? What and projects you've worked on? Because I know you've been, you've done a lot of these collaborations with people. You've done a lot of you've, you've over the years. You've probably done a lot of fun things. So, what's something super memorable? Oh boy, um, <laughs> let's go back to Eretz Yisrael. Several years ago, um, there was an outdoor concert. And uh, 
according to police estimation, there were over 200,000 people. Oh, my. So that was a memorable uh, outing. Yes, I remember you couldn't see the end of the people. Like it just, it, it meshed together with the sky. I think it was a Cholamoid Sukkot or Cholamoid Pesach. By the way, it was a free concert, so now you understand why so many people came. But um, nevertheless, that was that was the biggest crowd ever. And one of the most memorable, um, lucky uh, episodes that I had was singing for a young man who was in a coma. And uh, the doctors said what they said. He had no chance and blah, blah, blah. But um, he he came to um, a couple of days later. I called him to see how he's doing. And his wife said to me, uh, yeah, yeah, speak with him. And he wow. takes the phone and he, he takes the phone and he said, thank you for coming. I heard you were here. We'll, we'll meet soon and we'll talk. So six months later, when we did meet and he was, thank God, and still is, Baruch Hashem, gesund und stark. Um, he related to me that when he was in the coma, he didn't hear anything. But when I sang, he and his friends who were in a room and he points up to Shamayim, we were in a, in a room filled with a lot of light. We heard your song. And your song pulled my neshama back down into my body. That was his words. Wow. So, so, so that gave me a little indication of how, how much koyach a song, a song can pack. And, wow. Um, yeah, I, I, should, I should write some of these things down because I've forgotten <laughs> many of them. But it's been a, a very humbling experience where people tell me how a song, a message has turned their life around. Um, it's, yeah, quite quite humbling. What could I tell you? Wow, you, you shine a little light there. That that that's incredible. Shine a little light. Yes, absolutely. You were on that. You were in that video, weren't you? Yeah, of course. That that was also really cool. I mean, yeah, shine a little light. Show us the way. Lead us to a brighter day. Yep, Yitzhi Horowitz. That is one of my favorite songs. I put that on whenever I'm feeling a little bit down, and mm-hmm. and and I rock out to that song because it really, it really, not the message behind the song, and also the person who wrote the song exactly, exactly. adds so much more. It just bri- my father told me a story. He he, in his office, he gets he gets the the Chabad boys from the yeshiva coming around to his office, and they. They, they, him and him and a couple of the bachim, they go around putting tefillin on some of the people in the office, and it, they're coming around when they're doing the tefillin for Yitzi project a couple, a couple yep. weeks back. Yep, yep. And they, he told me that there was one guy in the office who never put on tefillin. He didn't. He knew he was Jewish, but he never, he, he never put on tefillin Bashita. Mm-hmm. And they, and they told him what they were doing. They told him every, like who, who Rabbi Yitzi was and everything like that. And my, with my father and, and a couple of the Bachram, they put the phone on this guy and he, he, he the, the way his face just like lit up the way he did. And he said, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm so happy I get to do this mitzvah for the, for the rabbi. Wow. <laughs> it's like, later, incredible. Like, incredible. But, but like, it was very, it was very cool to hear that. And my father called me. He's like, you ever heard of Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhi Horowitz? I was like, yeah, I have. He is mm-hmm. a very special, very special, very, very wonderful human being. And yep. that, so that, but that song, like when, when all you guys got together and sang on that song and sang in that video, it, you see like how much power music has. It's like, you just want to see like, you just want to envision like a giant beam of light going up to Shemayim. 
Yep, 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 yep. And light, of course, is one of my favorite topics. Light, um, you know, good things, happy things, positive things. What is what is my song about light? Uh, I'm blanking now. Darkness you don't chase away with a stick. No, 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 that won't do. Let in the light just a little bit, then you'll see the darkness go. Darkness you don't chase away with a stick. That's actually based on a Hasidic saying. Darkness you don't chase away with a stick. That's exactly the saying. And just we get let the light in and darkness just disappears. And we get a free album, free concert on the show. This is incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Light. Today, in today's day and world, day and age, we need all the light we can get because darkness is just not giving up. Darkness is just putting, on a, putting up a strong fight. And uh, the more light... I say, let's fight with light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Yep, let there be light. No, that's incredible. And it it really, you know, as you said, your music, I guess, so to speak, has been a light onto the generations. And it keeps... Oh, thank you so much. It just keeps transcending and and people keep doing... I I see people doing covers of of your music and people doing tributes to your music. Like, it just keeps transcending the the Doros. And Mm. it, it... it, it's it's it must be a really amazing feeling to see that. I mean, it's s- amazing. It's humbling. I thank God for it every day. I keep praying that I can keep doing this um, for as long as the candle is burning. You know, um, uh, it's it, like I said, it's a, it's a, an amazing shlichus. It's an amazing mission. And I think all singers today have this great chus. We we have this great merit to bring joy to people, and I think that's. You know, not to be taken lightly. We all are blessed with this great gift to inspire and 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 make Eden happy. That's I right. think a very a very unique uh, group of people. Right, hundred percent. That that's the joy of it to be to it's time to bring joy and to bring simcha to people, and right. to try to try to make people happy every single day and uplift and just be positive. Because at the end of the day, that's how we're going to bring Mashiach is just continuing to be positive and smart and 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 looking and seeing seeing the good in everything. And, Correct. And looking at those sparks and finding and seeing the good in everything that there is out there. And mm-hmm. music, and like I said, music is is powerful. Music is a tool that can be used for tremendous good and hold tremendous power, and can also be a tool that can do terrible harm. But we just but have like to like like. I'm sorry. Like like everything, uh, like everything holy, you know, it could either bring you up very high, you're uh, or misused and abused. It can bring you way down. Hundred percent. But um, I think music today is 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 more important than ever before. I think today's young young teenagers, um, I think for them, music is the is the best medicine. You give them a good message. Um, it could it could inspire them. It'll turn them around. It'll give them focus. And I think, um, like I said, today singers have this 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 mission, this uh, obligation, so to speak, right? To 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 keep these young young boys and girls in mind when they write the music and and come out with positive messages and uh, and um, make make a difference in their lives because that's that's the power of a song. Hundred percent. And like I've had, I've had previous guests on the show. You know how you mentioned before that there's in the Jewish music space, 
there's so many different types of sounds and so many different types of people putting out music. There's really no reason to go anywhere else. Like I've had people, we've had, I've had people on the show, like Joey Newcomb told me that he had people call him after listening to some of his songs and told him that you really inspired me. You've made, you made, you helped me get through this Takufa in my life and really helped me and uplifted me. And I've had like people like Miriam Israeli who writes everybody's music. She told me these people have been in touch with her and said that your, your music, your song has really helped me get through this issue that I'm dealing with. Like, you know, all these people, like, it's it, it's a shlichus and it's it, it is a shlichus. You're here, Absolutely. You, and and you're you're here to do to help to lavdafka to help people and to really um, bring them bring them up. And and whether you realize it or not, you're doing a tremendous avoda and you're really and exactly and you're really helping people. And, exactly, and I I believe that every song has an address. You know, there there are songs that I I heard that I was offered, and I I don't know, it just didn't connect, and I passed it on, and another singer got it, and with that song he inspired people. So I I believe every right. song ends up at its right address. Right. You know, and um, so whoever has that shlichus with this particular song to affect a certain neshama, he's going to get it. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't run from that. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's all with a plan. It's all hashkocha pratis. It's all divine providence, and uh, you see it clearly. Exactly. Well, Ravavram, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I'm 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 so honored and humbled that we were able to sit down and talk with you today. It's it's fun to pick your brain to learn more about what what went on in the Jewish music space over the course of four decades, um, and to really see your take and your perspective on and how things are going. And like I said, you know, you you don't have to retire now that you now that you made it to the show. It's just another milestone. Um, we're ha- we're honored to have you. Um, and you, you just keep putting out good music that's inspiring people. Like you said, you know, you with this new single that you put out now, you can, I'm sure you got, people can find it on your website. They can find it on all major music platforms as well. But with right. this single, like you've really bridge the gap between the two worlds of classical and and modern to produce this sound so mm-hmm. i i wish you tremendous hatzalacha in the future a nisiatova on your flight to paris and you should be and you too you too hatzalacha to you bring bring good stuff to your listeners uh you know inspirational uplifting freilach oh man and uh, you should have theater de shmaya Oh, and uh, we should we should all be zeichet to sing the big song that the world is waiting to hear. I, I'm looking forward. I am. I'm so <laughs> looking forward. I, I feel like it's going to be like, just like that music video you did with everybody for Abba Yitzi. Um, mm. <laughs> Bring it on! Bring it on! That's right. We are ready. We are ready. Oh, amazing. Thanks again, oh. Disha. Thanks again. Hatzlacha oh. Rabba. Amen. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simcha, the podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at GoSimchaLive, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, Go Simcha!